0: say. all right, let's go to the Gospel of Luke. Now all that didn't cost you a dime extra just part of it. I'm going to start reading in verse 19. Now some of you've heard some of this before. Listen, I've been here for over... This uh, Is today the first of October? Huh? Day's the second. Oh, I'm, I'm way behind times. This month, I will, in 16 days, I will become one year away from being an octogenarian. And I have lived in nine decades, most of the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 201s, the teens, and now the 20s. I've been around a long time. That's nine decades, folks. (laughs) What an old codger, I'll tell you the truth. (laughs) I'm thankful to still be here. I'm thankful you all put up with me. Chapter 7 of Luke. So what I was going to say, in all that time, I have been over a lot. And hopefully we'll still go over it, because there ain't many people going over it at all. There's less people going over it now than there was when I started. And that's a shame. Luke's Gospel, 7th chapter. Algebra, verse 18. And the disciples of John showed him of all these things. And John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were coming to him, they said, now, I've got to talk about this. This is the only place in the New Testament that John the Baptist is presented without the definite article. He said, well, why? The only reason I can tell you is that the King James translation was controlled by the head of the Episcopalian Anglican Church of England, and he told them, instructed them in writing. We, you can find those, all those rules for the translators. Some things that they couldn't do. They couldn't, they couldn't define the word ecclesia. They couldn't define the word baptizo. They had to put down the transliterated words, or the the changed word church instead of. Congregation, anyway, because they knew that the definition would destroy their doctrine, their teaching, and I have an idea they wanted to put this here on uh, on John. But now let me tell you for a fact: uh, if you look in the textus receptus, that is the Greek text that this translation came from, it says. The Greek word or letter, whole. That's an omicron with the capital omicron with a rough breathing mark that gives you a whole. That's a definite article. It's there, it's in the Texas Receptus, it's even in the West Conhort text, the liberal. It's even, and in the NIV, they translate John the Baptist. And why? Anyway, I have to tell you that this is not legitimate. This is not John Baptist. Now, old uh, Albert Barnes, and I like a lot of stuff he says, a Presbyterian commentator, he said that's John the Immerser. No, it's John the Baptist, not Baptizer. John the Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues, and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering, said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf here, the dead are raised to the, power, to the poor, the gospel is preached, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Uh, real quick on that one Jesus is sending proof to John the Baptist that he is the Christ of God. By their works ye shall know them. And look at His works. And when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak unto the people concerning John. What went ye out into the wilderness for to see? A reed shaken with the wind? What went you, but what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they which are gorgeously apparelled and live delicately, delicately are in king's courts. But what went you out for to see, a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now that least is probably last, later. Uh, nobody's no human being greater than John, but he that's last would be Jesus. Jesus came six months after John. I think that's the explanation for that. Then one other thing, how come in this verse he's got, they've got John the Baptist and this other one, they got John Baptist. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, and all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God. How being baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel or the will of God against themselves being not baptized of him or by him. Now I want to talk to you about authority. With all what was said here, that Jesus said about John, how can most preachers ignore John the Baptist. Isn't there too much here for us to just bypass him, forget about him, ignore him? By far there's too much being said here. Anyway, what do we have here? The Pharisees and lawyers rejecting the counsel or the will of God. I think that's the Greek word, bulimia. That's will of God. Against them. Anytime you reject the will of God, it's against you. Everybody that rejects God, rejects His word, any part of it, rejects God. It's against you. It may not appear for a little while, but you wait and you close your eyes in and death. And, you, and then after that, you'll find out that rejecting God, rejecting his word, any part of it, was indeed against you. But in this specific instance, they rejected the counsel of the will of God by not being baptized by John the Baptist. Well, I believe that Jesus has shown us here something about Authority. Ephesians 4 tells us there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. And this is the one baptism. We're going to show you more about that. Now you know nothing is of any real proper value without any proper authority. If you go get a, a license... To drive, where do you go to get that? Uh, Can I just issue a license to drive? I have no authority to do that. Can uh, Walmart issue you a driver's license? They have no authority to do that. In the state of Kentucky, there's only one place that you can go to to be issued a driver's license, and that is the state of Kentucky, the Licensing Bureau of the state of Kentucky, though you may find a branch of it in Lexington or Nicholasville. It's the state that issues the driver's license. It doesn't matter what Tennessee says or Alabama says, they've got their own licensing authority And their own rules. Kentucky has theirs. And if you're going to drive in the state of Kentucky, you have to have an authorized driver's license from the state of Kentucky. And whatever uh, hoops that they tell you that you've got to jump through to get it, that's what you have to do. If you want a permit, you've got to take the test. And you've got to pass the test that they give you. Say, well, it wasn't fair. You'll have to take that up with the state of Kentucky and highly doubt that you're going to get them to change anything. My opinion is it'll go right down like they say. So that's just one issue. There's lots of issues in our lives that we have to have proper authority. Well, I'm we've talked about this here just recently. I have no real respect for the wedding marriage license given by the state anywhere. I don't. The very same people that can tell a man and woman that they're married can also tell two men that they're married or two women that they're married. And I don't respect that. I'll not honor that. But here's the reason that people ought to be married under the state law, the state authority. If you're just shacking up, living together, especially if you have kids, anything happens to one of you, the kids go back to be a ward of the state. You can't, you can't conduct your legal business by not being married. So for that reason, you know, ought to have a marriage license. Now, another consideration, a man and woman ought to be, they ought to be come together before God, and that would be to be married and to live together as husband and wife and honor one another as that. But as far as the license, you need that for legal, legal reason. Anyway, we're talking about authority. Somehow, we can see this in all other areas, authority. But when it comes to to the Lord's work Nobody cares about authority I I don't mean nobody absolutely Very few do Oh no we'll just do it any way we want to Oh we'll we'll just do it all our way It don't matter what that thing says I've had them say that to me I don't care what that thing says Talking about the Bible well, I don't care what you say. How about them apples? Well, anyway, most people sneer at the idea of authority and really, oh, we just do whatever we want to do. Well, yeah, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do, but you're but but you are rejecting the will of God, Amen. and that's not for you. That's against you. Anyway, uh, Jesus respected authority. He's talking about it here, and we'll see some other things. He has always respected authority. Matter of fact, he told us that everything that he did, every word that he said, came from the Father. I believe he respected authority to the nth degree, didn't he? Anyway, we have four points. That constitutes scriptural baptism. Number one. The proper subject. That means it's got to be a person. That is old enough. And has a right mind enough. That they can consciously. Repent and believe the gospel. Secondly. The proper method. Or mold you can say. But that is immersion. And all you have to do is look at the word. Baptize. That's what it means. To immerse. Thirdly. The proper design. The proper purpose. That is baptism. Is to follow the Lord. And to picture. The death. Burial. And resurrection of Christ. And also your death death. Through the old life, burial, and resurrection to walk in newness of life with the Lord. It is a symbol. Amen. And fourthly, the proper authority, and we've talked about this many times. Jesus was up by Galilee, and he heard that John the Baptist, I heard, he knew that John the Baptist was at Bethabara. If you look at your, old, your New Testament maps of Israel, Uh, Palestine you see that Bethabara was outside to the east of Jerusalem right by at the Jordan River right where it inches into the Dead Sea that's Bethabara that's where John was baptizing and the Bible says all Jerusalem went out to sea that's why they did because they were in close proximity now Jesus was 60 miles from there now I don't know about you, but I, I like drive to the mountains. I like to drive, I like to drive up to the mountain parkway. I like to even go go to Hazard. I like to go. Well, beautiful, man! Those new roads they've got up there beautiful. What they've done, nice, really. And we went to Hazard not long ago. Man, I enjoyed that ride. I love to go up there. But I tell you what, if somebody said, "Brother Gum, let's 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 go to Captain," that's about sixty miles from here. But let's walk across the back walk across country. Now I know what's between here in Campton. I mean, it's not too bad in Fed County, but you get in Clark County and head up that way. I, I mean you get some old rock hills, buddy. I mean <laughs> up and down and up and down. And the further up you get, the worser it gets. Not me. I ain't a-walking up there. If Jesus could have satisfied the will of God, looks to me like He would have done it where He was. Because there were other people up there that were saved. If all it takes is a saved person to baptize you, why would you walk 60 miles over rough Dry territory. Wasn't no McDonald's. Wasn't no rest stops. The reason he did it is because it was that necessary to get to the proper authority. And where was that authority? It rested in John the Baptist. All right, we'll go on with this. Look quickly at Mark, the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Verse 1, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face. Now who sent John? God sent John which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the Lord make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for or because of the remission of sins Uh, well that's that prophecy is given to us in Isaiah 40 and Malachi the third chapter now understand this that God sent John the Baptist he wasn't sent by himself or by a man He was sent by God. That is over and over in the Bible. Old and New Testament. That that ought to be significant. Some of these preachers think they know everything. But that ought to be significant enough for you to take, take notice of that. God has always, at least since Moses, but that's not really all of it, Delegated authority. I have to see delegated authority in Noah too. He didn't give that command to everybody. He gave it to Noah. Didn't even give it to his sons, he gave it to Noah. Well, look at Deuteronomy twelve, and I won't be there long. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Now understand we're back at the time of Moses now. And verse 8. These, or ye shall not do, after all the things that we do here this day, every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. Now, you know, that's a, in the book of Judges. They reverted back to that, and it says there was a generation that they did whatever was right in their own eyes, and God condemned them. And He tells Moses and all of the children of Israel, You shall not do this, whatever is right in your own eyes. But lo and behold, in this generation today, we have many have reverted back to that. And they're going to do what they want to do, not what God wants them to do. And say, well, will God ever judge it? And I believe he will. I believe he will. He may have already started. Anyway, uh, 1 Timothy 3 and verse 15 uh, But if I tarry long, Paul tells Timothy, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Timothy, you must know your proper behavior in the house of God, and that is the assembly of God. It's not whatever you want to do. It's what God says. It's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about authority. God never alters what he establishes. Do you know when Moses built with the Holy Ab and Bezalel they built the tabernacle and all of the furnishings. Do you know what they did with the furnishings of the tabernacle when Solomon built the temple you can read it in 2 Chronicles 5 they took all of the holy vessels and put them in the temple and you know what I believe those holy vessels they are symbolic of the doctrines of the word of God and that's why it plainly says we don't honor the apostles' creed, but we must be loyal to the apostles' doctrine. Does that go together? I think it does. Matter of fact, Jude tells us to contend earnestly for the faith what's delivered to the saints. Because God doesn't change. We're not looking for new doctrine, folks. As I've said for many, 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 many years, if it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. Jeremiah said, Seek ye the old paths and walk there in them. Contend earnestly for the faith wants delivered to the saints. We're not looking for new stuff. I don't care what Dr. Hogjaws comes up with. I don't care what psychology he comes up with, because they're always coming up with something. I saw that sign on the uh, Cincinnati Reds Ball. I don't know whether it's in their park or somebody else's. It had a sign up there, it's not on every time. It says, He Gets Us. That's the name of it. Jesus Gets Us. Yeah, Jesus Gets Us reading the gospel of what he said, for out of the heart of man comes all of the issues of life, murder, fornication, adultery, false witness, covetous, all of the wickedness. Yeah, Jesus gets us. And that's why he came and lived a perfect life under the law of God and earned perfect righteousness for us and died for all of the sins of all of his people was buried rose again the third day yeah he gets us all right he doesn't get us on uh, what they're saying there i know what they're saying oh uh, jesus understands somebody's a homosexual a lesbian uh transgender uh baby murderer name it and jesus gets us yeah he gets us he gets us and if if there's no repentance and faith in the lord there's eternity in hell Anyway, he gets us all right. The first agent of authority for this new work, the church, is John the Baptist. We're not putting John the Baptist ahead of Jesus. Jesus came to earn perfect righteousness and redeem his people from their sins and to organize... His kind of assembly, church. John the Baptist was sent to prepare his way and to bring authorized baptism. Now, some my article, I've got it somewhere if I could find it. I know, where, I know what drawer it's in. If that helps in it. It take me a long time to get to it, though. Anyway, I've got a copy of the article that Dr. York put in the Ashton Avenue paper on John the Baptist. He said that John the Baptist, and he was, he was referring back to uh, Beasley Murray, uh, a writer, but he was speaking as a Southern Baptist. He said that John the Baptist... Learned how to baptize from the Jewish Essenes. Now that was the lead article in that paper and they had over 100,000 a week. So he must, you know, I I must say that if a man does that, he ought to know what he's talking about. He, He ought not to make a mistake, which he'd probably say he made a mistake. And I said, yeah, you made a big one. But there wasn't any excuse for it. John the Baptist did not learn baptism from the Jewish Essenes. That was a sect, S-E-C-T. That just means a division of of the Jews. They were extreme in their living. They claimed that John the Baptist came from them. The Bible doesn't say that. They say that, and they say that he learned baptism from the Jewish washings, and then they give you scripture citations, Leviticus 13, now let me tell you where that bunch of Dr. Hogjaws and that bunch of intellectuals say that John the Baptist learned how to baptize, Because those Jews, in Leviticus 13, when a man or woman had leprosy, and the priest, they got healed miraculously, or else they didn't have it. They were just put up to see if they did have it. You know how like when a dog, they expect it's got rabies, they have to put it in quarantine? Well, that's what they did with people. When they suspected they got leprosy working in them, they had to be put up in quarantine. And they had to be watched by the high priest. And after so long, if they were determined not to have leprosy, then they were pronounced clean. But the first thing they had to do was go back and take a bath. And wash their clothes, and that's how John the Baptist learned to baptize. And that's what Doctor Ho Jones said. Well, I denied that then, and I still denied. It. What a what an idiot! Idiocy idiotic thing to say that's where John the Baptist learned to baptize let me tell you this when John the Baptist began baptizing at Bethabara and Jesus came to be baptized by him that was the first time hear this southern Baptist that was the first time in the history of the world that anybody had ever been baptized Now a lot of people taking baths, probably more more should have than did. A lot of people wash their clothes probably a lot more should have than did. but that had nothing to do with New Testament baptism, nothing whatsoever. And then he said, uh, John the Baptist earned the term Baptist it was a like a slang word Jesus called him the Baptist before he ever baptized anybody well anyway so it was not an epithet that's the word You take somebody's little, they call him call him uh, a giant or the big, and they call him little one. Well, who was it in Robin Hood? Little John, but he was a big guy. But yeah. well, why was he called Little John? That's an epithet. Anyway, that's not how John got his name. John is his name, and Jesus called him. The Baptist. All right. Anyway, uh, he was the first agent. The preaching of John the Baptist. Now he said other things than just being baptized, but he identified the Christ. That's point number one. You look in John one verse thirty and thirty one. He identified, "Behold, the Lamb of God." that's why he was sent to do that. Number two, he initiated the ordinance of baptism. There was a man sent from God. And number three, he prepared a people for Jesus to organize into his church. Well, we have the obligation to submit to whatever is from God. Jesus sanctioned John's baptism by submitting to it. Matthew 3. He came to John. Look look quickly at Matthew 3. Uh, he He came to John after walking all that way. And John, he was just another human being. He wasn't very savvy on what was really going on. He didn't know all of it. John or Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of or by him now we know that Jesus was not trying to get baptized in order to wash his sins away so the Campbellites can get rid of that they should get rid of that heresy right now Jesus was baptized not to wash away his sins, not to save him. He's the Savior. He's the sinless Son of God. But he came to be baptized to follow the counsel or the will of God. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? Why would you come to me? John did not... He didn't know everything about it. He didn't, great as man as he was. He didn't, but Jesus tells him, "Suffer it, allow it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness." That's the will of God that the the Jews, the Pharisees rejected. Jesus said, "It becomes us to fulfill all righteousness." Then he suffered him or allowed him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, immersed, he went up straightway out of the water. Now, Jesus sanctioned his baptism by submitting to it and by not nullifying it. Look back at John chapter 4. Verse 1, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Now that's what they heard. That's what people were saying. But verse 2, this is a parenthetical clause, and it's not by the way, it's there for a reason. And it says, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. If you look back at 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, you see where that church at Corinth was in all kinds of fits and fuming. Over who baptized who? I'm baptized by Apollos. I'm baptized by Paul. If Jesus had baptized somebody, nothing would have happened except that. So Jesus did not physically baptize anyone. The only baptism Jesus ever did was baptizing in the Spirit on the church on the day of Pentecost. But as far as water baptism, Jesus never baptized anybody. And can you imagine what that would have been? It would have been a fiasco and it would have nullified all of John's work and the church's work. It would have just destroyed it. And that's why that's, why that's there. I want somebody to talk about that to me. Tell me about that. They know everything. They think they do. Many. And matter of fact. Most today. Deny John's baptism. Even Baptist preachers. They say. Well we. We've moved on. From John's baptism. To Christian baptism. I challenge anybody. To show me. One verse of scripture. That mentions. Christian baptism. There ain't no such animal. Christian baptism has never existed. Well, I know a lot of old timers called it that. Because they got into something they shouldn't have got into. You know what the Bible tells us? If any man speak, let him speak as of the oracles of God. And the Bible has never said Christian baptism. It tells us the word Christian Came from those outside of the Lord's church. Came from the world. It picked up with a few people. But it never came from God. The only name that ever came from God. Is Baptist. John the Baptist. That's the only name. And that's not playing on words. That's absolute scriptural truth. So most deny John's baptism. Real quick. I'm going to run out of time. John's baptism. Here's the reason. Most people. Leave. And condemn. And ignore. John's baptism. Number one. John's baptism. Condemns. Infant baptism. You cannot preach the baptism of John. And. Baptize or sprinkle babies. Can't be done. Jesus said, bring forth evidence of repentance. Amen. You can't say that to an infant. No. And most of Christianity is doing that now. From Roman Catholics, Greek Catholics, Episcopalians, Lutherans Presbyterians Methodists and even some Southern Baptists have got into doing that called it christening but they're doing the same thing if you preach John's baptism you can't preach infant baptism number two John's baptism condemns sprinkling and pouring for baptism didn't it say in Matthew here and When he was baptized, he went up straightway immediately out of the water. He was in water. Stephen said to the Ethiopian eunuch, when the Ethiopian eunuch said, Here is much water. What doth hinder me to be immersed? If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he baptized him. Anyway, that's number two. And number three... John's baptism condemns baptismal regeneration. and that is the doctrine uh, that is the doctrine of Campbellism. Alexander Campbell taught that. I've got his real writings back there in my office, and I can show you that he taught that it is necessary to be baptized in order to be saved. And that's Harrison. But he's not the only one that taught that. Most of the mainline denominations, especially Catholic and Greek Catholic, and then all of the other ones, I've shown you more than once from their own writings that they connect some saving grace to one degree or another with their baptism or their sprinkling. They all do it. Number four, the baptism of John condemns unauthorized baptisms. We just talked about him walking 60 miles over rough terrain to get to the proper authority. If John's baptism is not the baptism, the authoritative baptism of God, Then Jesus and the apostles did not have scriptural baptism. Well, look real quick at Acts the first chapter. They're in the church at Jerusalem. They'd have to pick a successor to Judas, who fell from his office. He didn't he didn't lose his salvation. He never had it. He fell from his office. But they were choosing a new a one to replace the apostle. And so Verse 20, for it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, talking about Judas Iscariot, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric, that's his office, let another take. There's God's ancient word telling them to pick a replacement for Judas Verse 21, now, wherefore, of these men which have accompanied with us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John. This replacement had to have the baptism of John. Unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection and they pointed to two jo- Joseph called Barsabbas Joseph Barsabbas who was surnamed Justice. and Matthias and they prayed and said thou lord which knowest the hearts of all men show whether of these two thou hast chosen that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell that he might go to his own place and that was in hell And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. I know there are people who try to say that Matthias was not legitimate. The Bible says he was. Three qualifications. First, he's got to have the baptism of John. Secondly, he's got to have the direct teaching of the Lord. Thirdly, he's got to have The choice of God. Fourthly, the choice of the church. That's what it took to elect the successor to Judas Iscariot. And Matthias was chosen and he was numbered with the 11 and now they're back to 12. That's Bible, folks. Anyway. If if John the Baptist, if his baptism is the baptism that was sent from God, then it is the only one. Right. A lot of Baptist preachers don't want to say that. Oh, well, you're just cutting out a lot of people. I can't help that. Then they need to get in line with the Scriptures. Amen. They, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to change the Word of God to keep from offending somebody. I don't want to offend somebody in my flesh, but if the Word of God offends you, you've got to take it. When we see the continuation of John's baptism, you can compare David and Solomon to, to John the Baptist and Christ. Jesus took the material that John the Baptist got ready and built his church with it. That's what Solomon did with David. David got the materials ready and Solomon put it in a greater than Solomon's ear. Okay. Now, I'm going to quit this. The keeper of the keys is the Lord's church. The church believed in the authority of God, John's baptism. I wanted to get in Acts 19, but I won't have time. Baptist church perpetuity is promised by the Lord. Amen. So, well, how do you know that's all? Still true today because Jesus said upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. lo, I'm with you always even unto the end of the age. (laughs) And that's why we're still here. And I don't care how many people go for it. Jesus said when the Son of Man comes, will you find faith on the earth? Will there be? Well, yeah, but it won't be much, and that that'll be there. It'll be all because your sovereign grace, your sovereign predestination, your sovereign. Pr-